Hi, it's Cara Brown, and this is Watercolor Conversations. It's a place where I share my love of watercolor and my seeking, my teaching, my discoveries, the connections I see, and just in general what it's like to be alive at this time here on planet Earth. I hope that this meets a part of you that's longing to be met. Thanks for being here. I've been finding myself lately telling the story as to how I figured out what kind of artist I am or how it came upon me like a lightning bolt more accurately. And it's instructive and I want to share this because I think that some of us make ourselves wrong because we don't fit a certain definition of artist and that includes me. There's a way in which I didn't think I was a real artist until, until I heard this. There's some stuff I shared at the beginning that I thought was kind of fun to share. So, so I'm going to share my post and speak to it from present day even though I wrote it seven years ago. So here goes. I have this recurring waking dream. It's really more a fantasy, I think. It came to me in a contemplative moment, something like two decades ago or more, and it downloaded as a fully formed experience in my mind and even in my body. In my dream, in quotes, I wake to the sunlight coming through soft gauzy curtains covering the windows in the room that I'm in. I'm laying in fresh white sheets in a bed, and I'm wearing a simple white cotton short sleeveless nightie. I get out of bed and step onto a tile floor and then go through French doors outside to a large open patio. The patio has terracotta pavers and a wrought iron railing. On it are big terracotta and glazed blue pots of lemon and orange trees and orange and pink bougainvillea and, of course, climbing roses in bloom. The house, this place I'm in, is up on a hillside above the blue sea. Somehow I know it's the Mediterranean, but I don't have any idea whether it's France or Italy, Spain or even Greece. The air is scented with orange and lemon blossoms and the roses and the fresh sea. I can hear birds fluttering around and bird song, but other than that, it's very quiet and the air is still. I am fit and tan and really at home in my own skin. I'm all alone and completely content. The experience of this waking dream has been so compelling to me that I've tried to find movies that evoke this sense of place and mood. For a long time, Enchanted April was the closest thing I was able to find, but it's still not quite right. I came across the description of a film online some years ago about a woman who returns to Greece after a divorce to find herself I think that there was Mediterranean in the title and that it was filmed on an island and I had hopes that it might be like my waking dream. But I was never able to find out how to get a hold of this film to watch it and I've even lost touch with what it's called at this point. A more recent movie than A Chanted April was Mamma Mia, the Meryl Streep adaptation of the stage musical. It's closer. It has 
colors, those joyful kind of washy colors, the Mediterranean setting with the views of the sea and such a light spirit. The year it came out, Joe gave the DVD to me for Christmas. One morning in that special time out of time between Christmas and New Year's, I watched it still in my PJs wrapped in a blanket with my morning tea. For me, watching a movie in the morning before even getting dressed is just the most decadent way to start a day. I remember having tears at the sweetness of the movie, but the more the experience of watching it in my pajamas. It seems to me that it was after a fall of doing a lot of art shows and just working really hard and that life could be sort of that sweet and and sort of carefree in a way just moved me. I've described my dream to a few people. Some of them have suggested that I paint it. But here's the thing. The idea of this completely stymies me. I have no idea where to even start. It doesn't occur for me to make paintings out of my imagination. And this is the thing that has me think that I'm not a real artist. If I were, I'd know how to paint from my mind's eye. I was relieved of this when I heard an interview. I was driving down 2nd Street in San Rafael in my white car in the morning, listening to the KQED Forum program, and Michael Krasny was interviewing a brother and sister. They were both writers in mid-career. He was a poet and a short story writer, she a journalist. They spoke about the process. For him, he said it had to come from within him. And she said, I can't make it up for the life of me. I have to witness. This was my forehead slapping moment. I am a journalist. I must witness what it is I paint. I can't make it up for the life of me either. And knowing this about myself has been incredibly freeing because I can just accept who I am as who I am. So just as journalists, they have a beat, right? They are business writers, political writers, food writers, sports writers, etc. I have a beat too. Mine is beauty in the form mostly of flowers, but also it has been fruit and food. Food can be beautiful, sweet doggy faces, And I've even done my own portrait. I've done a person. And actually think now, because I've painted this painting of myself since I wrote this post, and I am lying on a stone wall on the island of Brach, which is the place of my grandparents' birth, where my mother's parents came from. And I was in a really carefree time in my life. And I had that feeling in my body of comfort. And there is a way in which I think that I have painted my dream. (laughs) Anyway, so I think that we are born with our art in us. I've been taking photos of flowers at least since I was in college in San Diego. I was looking through old photo albums before I wrote this post, and I found pictures of orchids that I took in Balboa Park. I was still a teenager and I was taking pictures of flowers and they were intermixed with my friends, my college friends and I on roller skates. So there I am on roller skates going through a park in San Diego as a college kid and I'm taking pictures of flowers. So I was lying in bed the morning that I wrote this post 
thinking about all of this. And another part of me came in. I was categorizing the paintings according to how I witnessed their subjects. So all of the ways that I witness kind of cluster themselves. There are those that just gobsmacked me. They struck me. They stopped me in my tracks. I had to get a camera and capture them. There are those that I played around with, like still life, and kind of took a whole bunch of photos and see which ones were best. And now that we have digital, I could, if none of them worked, then I could go and take more and rearrange things. But there's still things that I witnessed. There are those where I went in search of one thing and found another. Some I had to climb up a ladder to get into a tree. Mostly these are the fruits. But also the Manu Aloha of Plumeria that I did. My, it's a square Plumeria piece with kind of rainbow sherbet colors. I risked my life by putting a patio chair up on top of a patio table in order to get close enough to take a close-up picture of the flowers. And some of them came from images. These are more of my early works, photos that I took even before I was really painting, and I had no idea that they would become a painting one day. However, these things came to me, I witnessed. The thing that captivated me was outside of me. The camera in my hand, in my life, is an integral part of my process. I need it to record the visual part of the moment that I experience. I do not have a photographic memory and it just isn't convenient anyway to be up on a ladder inside a tree trying to make a painting, which is all about the light and the light shifts within 15 minutes. So the camera's just needed. It's just part of it. I've been tempted so far in my painting career and I have painted actually one flower that was someone else's photo. I did not witness it. But by and large, the vast majority of my paintings, I have been there. I've experienced in real life, in three dimensions, the thing that I have painted. And I have to believe that this is related to my commitment to make what I'm painting feel real. I have experienced it once. And so I want to see if that experience is also something that I can offer to the viewer of my paintings. So as much as I have this desire to see in photos and film in some form my waking dream, maybe that's not the point of it. Maybe whether I ever paint it isn't important at all. Maybe it's meant to be some kind of a felt, sensual experience that I can conjure for myself to take me to that special place where I'm peaceful and safe and content and immersed in loveliness. Maybe it's a mythical, mystical place in my imagination that's just for me. And maybe I'm only meant to paint what I really witness is what I wrote, and I come to know now that it really is so, because it is what I paint. I do not paint <laughs> my dreams or my imagination. It's been, it's been proven. <laughs> All these paintings have come out of me after I witness things in the world. And it's amazing how... It can land inside of me as real once I've seen it, and then I know it when the painting has delivered that, but I have to first be fed through my eyes with whatever the inspiration is. I can't tell you how many people share with me their photos of beautiful flowers, email or Facebook, and they say that when they saw this flower, they thought of me. 
They see beautiful flowers and I come to mind. When I hear this, I am broken open. It's a remarkable experience to know that my witnessing and sharing this beauty that I see in the world has brought some amongst you to do that too. And this affirms that I'm doing what I'm meant to do, that how I witness and paint is actually my mission in this life. Something about this makes me think of the end of Desiderata I wrote here at the end of this post, Max Ehrman's poem that so inspires me. With all of its sham and drudgery and broken dreams, it is still a beautiful world. Be cheerful. Strive to be happy. I send you my love and my gratitude that you have been with me and are listening and following along. 